When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is the week where we're thankful for all the things in our lives. Uh, Travis, what are you thankful for this week? Uh, I am thankful for Nintendo's 3DS entertainment system <laughs> and, and the Pokemon company for giving me something to do while I'm far from my family on Thanksgiving. I'm thankful that I'm going camping this weekend and I'm not going to have a person sleeping on my couch <laughs> that you're not going to have a house full of people like you did last year and it forced you out into your garage so that you could regain your composure. Last week, last year was so tra- traumatizing that instead of going to my garage, I'm going camping away from <laughs> I would rather sleep on the ground outside <laughs> than than be with people on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Hello, everybody. This is Travis. Hello, everyone, and this is Brandon. You, you didn't seem sure about that. Are you? Are you positive? Hello, yeah. everyone. This is Brandon, and welcome <laughs> to Apathetic Enthusiasm. You're so loose. You're so free with your your intro. I really, I really dig it. Uh, yes, this is, this is Apathetic Enthusiasm, the podcast where we take recent topics and articles and look at them through a pop culture lens. Uh, referencing movies and media and things like that. Uh, what what do we got this week, Brandon? What do we have this week? And well, Travis, this article is about real journalism. Uh, is it? Is it about fake journalism? Uh, we're we're talking about fake news this week. Uh, this article from The Verge. Uh, the article in question here is just Mark Zuckerberg's Zuckerberg's Zuckerberg. Uh, uh, his multiple fake news problem solutions. Uh, there's a few articles on this topic over at theverge.com. Uh, if you have an article you want us to talk about on a future episode, please send those to our social sites. Uh, are you eating your shirt, Brandon? No, I was wiping the little crusties off the, the corner of my lips. <laughs> right? So, because I, I, I was already, I was already feeling like I was lip smacking too much. And you know, oh, you know, I gotcha. You, know, you get that little, that little like gum. A little like slime. <laughs> I, I was about to go full parent on you and be like, "Do you need a napkin, Brandon? <laughs> stop, stop using your shirt, okay?" Well, I've had this shirt on for like three days, so it's it's we're, we're good. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, fake. basically what, that's fake news, Travis. Is that fake news? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna share that. I'm gonna share that on Facebook <laughs> right now. Uh, so, so what are we talking about with fake news? Uh, we're not talking about like things like the Daily Show or Weekend Update. Uh, where, you know, c- 
comedic programs, even even this podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it where yeah, it's not it's go ahead. it's not like you know on the the Daily Show weekend update last last week tonight with John Oliver, right? They they have comedy in there, but they're talking about they're talking about real news, and they're just they just have punchlines associated with it. Uh, and we're not even yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I was just gonna say like some people that's as close to real news as they're willing to get. Yeah. Uh, if it, without that, like additional comedic factor, uh, they just, they're just not interested at all to begin with. Yeah. Um, it, and we're not even, I would say we're not even talking about like the onion, right? Where the onion is speci- like, it is intentionally satire and it's so absurd that you're like, oh, well this, this has to be fake. Like duffel blog even. Well, I would, I would love that. Yeah. Story. I, I would say that there's probably a gray area where some satire sites try to be like the onion or uh duffel blog or things like that, where they are creating completely fake stories. But there are times when it's almost possible that it could be real. And so then you get people that uh, inadvertently share those stories on Facebook, like, Oh look, check out this uh, thing that happened. And then you have to like do the Snopes, for them and be like hey (laughs) that website is known as a satire site that's not a real thing that happened um and then they just feel you know embarrassed yeah haha guys i was totally kidding jk lol raffle i thought i thought the 100 million dollar abortion megaplex was a real thing sorry my bad my bad uh but but as we talk about social media that's really what this gets into is uh stories that our that are created uh and maybe sometimes it's not even a full news story but more just like an image that shows something and we we saw this a lot on Facebook during the presidential election but uh information about a candidate or about some topic that is completely false someone just created this idea and people see it they are interested in it and so they either retweet it or share it on their news feeds. And suddenly a story that is completely false is now getting a lot of traction and people are actually using that and believing it mm-hmm. and using it to drive their decisions when voting and things like that. So this uh, ended up becoming a, a serious problem uh, during this last presidential election. And that's, and that's what Mark Zuckerberg in the article talks about is uh, Facebook having to grapple with their level of responsibility and fake news distribution and whether or not they, they can fix it and how they can do that uh, ethically, I suppose. Yeah. Whether, whether they can fix it. And then the, I think the larger question for them is, should they be the ones to, to do that? Right. Is that their responsibility as a, as a website to filter out the real news versus the fake news? Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I think, I mean, cable news, a lot of people that I've talked to seem to have their own issues, even with cable news, which I wouldn't consider fake news, though it is uh, usually more driven by an entertainment value, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, CNN, I think, probably rides the middle ground for the most part. They're a little left leaning, probably. Uh, but obviously, you know, Fox News is very uh, right-leaning, 
and MSNBC, I think, is deeply seated in the left or something. But all of those channels are designed or they run off of ad money, right? So their goal is to keep you watching their channel so that they can sell advertisements and make money. Uh, they will they will emphasize stories that are uh, more attention grabbing mm-hmm. just to make sure that you continue to watch and continue to uh, keep your your dial tuned to them. But I, I, I don't necessarily, even though they may have a, a particular bias or or be a little bit more sensationalized, it's still genu- generally uh, legit news. Or they're referencing legit newspapers or things like that. Yeah, generally. Yeah, uh, generally, <laughs> I, d- I don't want to say all the time. Yeah. Uh, but Anchorman too, right? You did you see the second Anchorman movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I feel like that where they move to the cable news station and they move out of the the San Diego local news. Uh, they they do a really good job in that movie of emphasizing that point where. Uh, they will they will tell ridiculous stories just to make sure that they can fill time yeah. or or keep or keep people watching even even if important stories are going on they're not necessarily going to show those things they just want to get uh whatever yeah. draws people in oh well, yeah i mean that that's the that's the 24/7 news cycle right 24 hours a day 7 days a week you got to you got to you got to have news and that's why when you watch like CNN or whatever at, on the, the TVs at work, it's just like, oh, there it is again. Or it's repeating that same little bit. Yeah, of information. It's, that's. I I used to like the uh, the headline news channel oh, yeah. that would just like they were they were just blatant about it. They're like, all right, we've got about thirty minutes worth of information for you. We're just gonna <laughs> replay it over and over again, just in case. Uh, so if you if you watch it for anything longer than thirty minutes, you're just you're just wasting your time. Yeah, there, there's a certain uh, Pavlovian type deal with the twenty four hour news networks, right? In that, like, they're repeating the same information over and over again. That it's just it's just getting beaten to your head, like, oh, this is this is the news, and this is this is a fact, right? Whether or not that is an accurate statement or not, it's it's there, right? And and I think there's uh, I forget who it was. I think it might have been like the the head of CNN who who said, "Yeah, maybe we shouldn't have put so much emphasis on Trump all the time, right?" Uh, yeah, yeah. I I don't have his name here, uh, but I did see in an interview with him. I think it was post election, yeah, or it was. or maybe it was. Um, and they were just talking about how they would run his town hall meetings unedited throughout the whole uh speech and, and instead of just putting bullet points or things and um I, you know you, you mentioned john oliver earlier with last week tonight mm-hmm. and he was a an avid uh uh he was he was definitely anti-trump the whole time and he spent a lot of time on his show talking down the points of trump but i wonder if those things that he said on his show and the amount of time he spent talking about donald trump actually uh, maybe had an, an opposite effect and people are like, Oh, you know, maybe they disagree with John Oliver more than they do Donald Trump. And that was the reason that they uh, ended up voting for him yeah. or they just really like tiny, tiny hands and, and, and <laughs> smell like, smell like cabbage. <laughs> um, so, you know, the, the, the this article, uh, it, it doesn't really talk about the, the news networks that like we're doing, but it, sure. it, it 
speaking specifically to that the social media services and, and whether or not like Facebook or Google uh should shoulder the blame for for uh propagating all this misinformation, right? Yeah, and and this isn't the first time that Facebook has has gotten into some trouble with its attempts at promoting stories and almost being a, a news distribution platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've been using Facebook for any length of time, <clears throat> you'll you'll remember seeing the the trending stories or the trending topics. Um, and this is something that's been on Twitter for a really long time. But usually there'll be like a, a pocket of your of your Facebook. Uh, at least the web version for sure that shows like uh, trending stories or, and, and a lot of the time that using their scientific algorithms, it's, it's stories that you would be interested in hearing about. Um, but they, they try to push the, the things that people are talking a lot about uh, through those trending topics. The issue they were having is uh, certain things that shouldn't have been talked about were were coming up on there more, or they were emphasizing certain things, and their algorithm wasn't exactly balanced. So it seemed like they were pushing stories, certain stories, more than other stories, uh, and they had to they had to rework that. and And now they're coming under fire because of these these fake news stories that are being that were pushed around. Uh, the one specific one that I can think of is. Uh, did you see the image that was, it was an image of Donald Trump and there was a quote where he was, it was him saying something like, if I was to run for president, I would run as a Republican because oh, mm-hmm. they'll believe it. Like Republicans will believe anything you say or something like that. And it's really actually very derogatory towards Republicans. Um, that is completely false. Like that, that actual, like that's not a real quote that he said. That's <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, but I, I'm pretty sure I saw that on at least five different occasions over the course of the entire, you know, election and the primaries and everything. So, uh, is it, is it Facebook's responsibility to step in when they see that image and take it off? Or, I mean, are they, are they responsible to fix that? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, before I get into that, that question, I think there's, there's still we still needed to, to distinguish between like uh, an image that gets posted of of a meme with uh, misinformation in it, uh, bad information like poll numbers or um, stuff like that, and but and then there's showing that global warming is fake, right, right. Okay. Uh, compared to there, I we talked about the onion, we talked about the duffel blog, but there are other sites out there that are intentionally. They're not. They're not satire. They're just making sh- stuff up. I, I almost <laughs> yeah. Say. Yeah. Exactly. They're just making stuff up, and they are using. They're they're taking actual facts and then then lying and changing some of the numbers and then posting that out there, and then people are re- reposting this on Facebook over and over again. Now, there's there's a guy I know in, from high school who's on my Facebook feed who got into an, an argument with one of my liberal friends, and he kept posting different fake news sites to support his argument in this, this is post-election and I, I don't say anything cause I try not to get into those arguments with, with people. Uh, but I was just like, you keep posting bad articles. These are, these are, <laughs> these are saying the same lies. And in some cases they're conflicting, their lies are conflicting with their other lies. Right. <laughs> that's, that's one of those things where, uh, what is it like if you if you keep telling a lie, you keep having to uh, 
it gets more and more complex because you're you're trying to you know make all of your lies fit together and it doesn't really work yeah yeah, yeah. so um so as far as like the 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 pictures are are concerned right I, I don't know i don't know exactly know how facebook can do that from a from a personal perspective right sure but yeah but as as far as far as the the articles are concerned people link these articles the they they actually do the link right and i I don't know if it's facebook's responsibility to stop them from doing it but one suggestion that i'd seen there's this uh this high school uh programming team that came up with, with a solution that was like they consolidate all like the hits for a certain website and then people can like say oh yeah this is this is real news or this is not real news. And then through that conglomeration of information, there would be like a, an icon in the corner of the the picture saying this is verified accurate or something like that. And you know, there's, there's yeah, dangers which that too. I but. think, I, I think that's, that's, that is a fix. I think that it is asking a lot of social media services to, do all the fact checking for its users mm-hmm. though. Like, and I, and I, and I, I mean, you could turn it into that social aspect where, you know, you put it out to different people and they can, they can look at it and verify it. But realistically, if we're doing that now and seeing things and doing like a gut check, like, Oh, that seems like a legit news story or it doesn't. Uh, well, clearly some people aren't, able to decipher that right they they see it it looks legitimate and because we've kind of gotten into a habit of seeing something that looks like good journalism and and believing it because of journalistic integrity or something that we believe to exist as journalistic integrity Mm -hmm. uh then we see it as something that looks like a news story and like okay yeah that's somebody reporting facts and that's not necessarily the case with these 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 fake news sites. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, which it, it's, it's just interesting to me how, how, how blatant people can, can lie about stuff and then people to eat it up. So like we can go out there, you and I, and we can, we could start up a news website, right? And we can take, we could take actual articles that report facts and then change that stuff up. And if we get just enough people to start, getting on that train, we can make up all sorts of crap as long as it looks legitimate. Like that's Yeah, I mean I mean honestly, if you if you take into account what we are doing right now yeah. at this moment, yeah. we are we looked online, we found some articles, mm-hmm. we are reporting what we have read from those articles, adding our own additional information but you know our perspective on it but if we had malice intent or wanted to completely just dupe our listeners we could do that we could come up with fake facts and and report those and now our highly discerning and i'm going to just pander (laughs) to the audience now uh extremely intelligent listeners would i'm sure they would pick that out right away uh but I mean, there's nothing stopping us from reporting fake news either. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's just that we do our best to try and. Uh, what? You getting, you getting a breaking story? Uh, th- in this, this just in. Um, it was just reported on CNN that Chelsea Clinton is pregnant with Trump's <laughs> with Trump's baby. 
this just it did it just came in i just saw it uh it just we're, we're gonna go live to a nurse in the uh ob part of the hospital who has a live report oh hello my name is nurse and and i've got uh, the gynecologist report that says Jessica Clinton is a pregnant. Uh, yes, the paternity test is in, and it is a Trump baby. Uh, now back to you, it has, Travis. It, the, the ultrasound has this weird waft of hair on the top. It's just... Uh, yeah, so, I mean, there's nothing stopping us from reporting fake news either. Uh, and, and which I think really boils down to that level of personal responsibility that individuals have to take on, especially in the case of uh, Facebook and social media, where, you know, I'll admit, I uh, now and in the past have turned to social media as a news source, uh, especially Twitter for a very long time. Yeah. Um, when certain things have happened in the past, I know that the, uh, the Boston marathon bombing, mm-hmm. I did a lot of searching on Twitter to get updates about the events that surrounded that situation before I went to major news outlets and cable news and things like that. Uh, but there is definitely a risk yes. because the people that are reporting this news, the people that are, are telling you what's going on are not trained reporters. They're not, uh, you know, verified journalists that have have sort of taken up this oath to to do the right thing. Yeah, and um, and, and, and even so, there are there are trained journalists who are now they they have to get the scoop right, and so yeah. they they push information out far sooner than they actually should because they're trying to beat the other people to to the story right. Like the oh yeah, and that happens all the time. Like the uh, yeah, um, was it in Dallas, right? Like the 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 sniper at the Black Lives Matters movement. Like oh right, they they, mm-hmm. they tweeted out an image of a a black person with a rifle, and they're like, "This is a suspect. Go find him." And that spread like a wildfire over Twitter, and everyone was like looking for this dude, and the dude had already like turned himself in. Is like, look, here's my gun. I'm not the guy you're looking for, but there were, <laughs> so there was there was a social media manhunt yeah. for a guy that had already cleared his name and been like I I'm not involved I'm not I'm <laughs> not involved at all guys I'm I'm not leave me out of this right um, and then I I watched um, the uh, a documentary on the the woman who is she was accused of murder over in Italy. Uh, her and her boyfriend for killing the girl. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. I, 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 for, mm. I forget her name, but the the documentary is actually more about how this, like, the Italian police they were going after, and the this tabloid journalist, right? He kept calling him a, himself a journalist. Was just if he he heard any kind of like scoop, h- however true or fake it was, he just like. I got to get it out there. I got to get that information out there that people need to know. And and the the director was like, "Well, did you verify it or validate that it was accurate or not?" He's like, "Yeah, I don't have time to validate or, or check check facts, <laughs> you know? Like ain't, ain't, no, ain't nobody got time for fact checking yeah. out here." They're like, "Well, then that's a that's a problem." Right. Yeah, exactly. Um so do you feel then that 
uh, a bigger blame should be put on the people who that are that are looking to news or like social sites for their news or is it really like we need to crack down on these sites that are or or people that are developing fake news like where it starts because i i almost think there's a shared blame there well there's a shared there's a shared blame and you know the internet is a free domain it's it's a wild west out there absolutely and when you start cracking down on on people because of their misinformation then you know you there's a there's a danger of a slippery slope somewhere in there we're like well if we can crack down on this we can crack down on this right and and usually i don't yeah, and, i don't subscribe and, to slippery and it's, slope normally but it's hard because there are a lot of opinions and people that can write a blog with that isn't necessarily fact based but it's opinion based mm-hmm. and do we not allow people to share an opinion blog on social media anymore because it drives certain issues or, or, or it promotes certain ideas Yeah. Uh, are, and, and where do you draw that line? Um, you know, there's a lot of people that probably spend, I don't know if it's a lot of people, I don't know these people personally, but uh, <laughs> there are, I'm sure there is at least a segment of society that spends most of their social media time looking up conspiracy theories mm-hmm. and then sharing those uh, with the people that they're connected to on Facebook. Of course, all those people they're connected to on Facebook have hidden their posts because they're the crazy, like, <laughs> conspiracy theorist guy that's like, yeah, my uncle's really into this. I have to be friends with him because, you know, he's my uncle, but, but I hide all of his posts. But, <laughs> Just... but, they, but they got a good point about those contrails. <laughs> <laughs> uh, check out Brandon's Facebook for all of his... <laughs> chemtrail yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ke- like chem- uh, conspiracy issues uh, I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes <laughs> um uh, yeah you know you, you you have here in the notes about you know journalism's first obligation being the truth and you and you link to the american press institute uh and you bring up a good point in that truth costs money right people aren't paying for the news anymore um do you I I know that when I go online and I get I follow one of my friends links to like the New York Times or something like that. And then yep. I mm-hmm. I open the link and it says you have eight more free views before you have to pay or subscribe. And I'm like, "Oh man, eight more I hope I don't have eight more articles I want to read on here." <laughs> I'm not paying. You know, like what how does that limit us a, a little bit? Yeah, it's uh, I if I had the solution, I probably <laughs> wouldn't be doing this podcast right now. I'd probably be getting paid by uh, some sort of uh, journalism company. Yeah. Uh, but it it is a hard question that that we're faced with. I know that there are a lot of um, newspapers, local newspapers, that are shutting down, that are downsizing, uh, just because they aren't selling newspapers anymore. They aren't selling classified ads, which used to you know, fund those, uh, news outlets. Now everybody, I don't know, does the Facebook, uh, (laughs) shopping groups or, or, you know, things like that. There's probably a dozen apps on your smartphone for, uh, Craigslist and things like that, those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but 
the the problem is the the local newspapers that's where a lot of this investigative reporting the the low levels of government um they were in you know government meetings they were following news stories uh we we've talked about the the movie spotlight before but uh you know that that movie highlights how a you know now it was that the boston globe or something yeah not not necessarily a small town newspaper, uh, <laughs> Boston, um, but still a newspaper taking the time to allow a you know group of journalists to go out and actually do investigative reporting to figure out what's going on uh, in a situation. If they don't have the money to to pay those people to you know spend a month investigating something. That that's that movie never happens. That that real life story never happens. And uh, instead, they're just you know posting BuzzFeed articles about you know <laughs> can we determine your age based on your favorite <laughs> Disney movies or things like that. You know, like uh, it's and the problem is we as Americans as millennials. Uh, we we click on that kind of stuff a lot more often online, and so it's those types of articles that are getting more traffic and generating more revenue yeah. than hard hitting journalistic reporting. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right, you're right. Uh, you know, if if newspapers were being funded more, I mean, if they if they stopped being funded, we wouldn't have such such great plot lines like Karen Page and Daredevil season two. Where, where, where she really she has that excellent monologue at, at the end, right about about the culture of a city or something, yeah, <laughs> which I don't which know. is which is far less than like the fifteen hundred words that she was supposed to write for it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah doing yeah, doing exactly. doing my my nano thing all month, my national novel writing month. Can, okay, I was gonna say you gotta expand on that. Uh, <laughs> That acronym for the for the listeners. Uh, I yeah. So National Novel Writing Month, NaNoWriMo, uh, fifty thousand words a month, which basically equates to sixteen hundred words a day. And I I can tell you that Karen Page's uh, little monologue <laughs> at the end there it's it is not sixteen hundred words because I I type for an hour and I'm like I'm only at two hundred words. What the heck? Anyways. That's, that's a that's a very fair point. I'm I'm very excited to uh see the novel in its entirety. <laughs> yeah. Uh produ- produced in an ebook fashion on 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 Kindles everywhere. Nope. <laughs> once once not, not gonna do it. Once I'm done, it's going in it's going somewhere and being like <laughs> don't don't ever look at this. It it got so got so bad. Um <clears throat> you know, we we talk about BuzzFeed real quick and it's interesting. I have the BuzzFeed news app on my phone now and it's really strange i always have thought of buzzfeed as just this sort of clickbaity um almost comedy driven site but they are actually trying to get into real journalism on buzzfeed and they and they are yeah i'm not going to say that they're the best at it but they certainly are uh doing a, a good job i've read some of their articles and they seem to be uh putting out the important stories on some of that stuff. Yeah. I know that I think Buzzfeed was responsible for doing the election night coverage, uh, on, on Twitter. Yeah. So they're not shying away from, from trying to have some journalistic integrity there, and, and hit, hit the real stories. There's, there's part of me that thinks 
that their strategy and whether or not this is actually their strategy is not the point. But they started as this as this clickbait clickbaity website, right? Let, let's throw like you want to get your hair shiny? Click me to know how. I don't know weird things. <laughs> but they start that way. They they get their revenue up. They get all they get people to and kind of invest in like going there and then they start slipping mm-hmm. in some serious journalism uh because i've i've seen a, a good few good articles from buzzfeed lately and i've seen comments are like oh you're you're quoting buzzfeed La- how serious are you about about this but they're right, good yeah, articles exactly. surprisingly yeah. uh and and another interesting thing um vice vice news has has been you know, it's it's had its its infancy on the internet, uh, but now HBO has has teamed up with Vice and is doing nightly news on HBO that is produced by the journalists at Vice. Uh, is it a little off center? Yes. Are they are they investigating some controversial stories at times? Sure, but they're also doing real, genuine, hard. Yeah, hard journalism that is seeking out. I, I mean, I I don't watch it all the time, yeah. but they do have. I mean, they definitely have a bias. Uh, I, I won't I won't say they don't have a bias, the, the, but the the reason the reason I, the reason I'm smiling at you, I'm not smiling at at Vice Vice being on HBO. Have you watched Documentary Now on uh, Netflix? That sounds really familiar. So I don't. It's all it's all fake documentaries based off of like. Oh. Um. With okay. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It does it have uh? Oh, what's his name from SNL? Yeah, two of them from SNL. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so they they make fun of Vice on on, on one of them, <laughs> where these guys keep going into the places that they shouldn't be and then getting killed, and so they get, keep getting replaced. <laughs> Um, but they're like they're like white broish dudes going in there <laughs> to be like going into like a like a drug kingpin's home. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the 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 bottom line for why I bring that Vice news stuff is HBO has money. HBO as a as a cable site, they they charge a subscription and they don't run advertisements, right? Hashtag Westworld. So, oh oh, buddy. Oh, it's it's Sunday. Oh, yep. shows are on tonight. Anyway, uh, total diversion. Thank you. But yeah, so th- because they aren't uh, indebted to advertisers, they have the opportunity to um, use their money that they're getting from subscribers to try and push, you know, more of that genuine journalism. And if people like the show, they'll watch it and they'll continue to fund that. Uh, otherwise, their subscribers will go down and they'll cut them loose or something like that. But, yeah, I, um, I read. So there are there. Go ahead. I read another article that was kind of along those lines, but with like Facebook and Google. I think Google already they give money to uh, push for actual news um, to to mm-hmm. try to fund that. And so the other article that I read, which is on the verge as well, was suggesting that maybe Facebook kind of invest in in journalism. And that way, there's there's funding there for it, so that kind of fights back against the fake fake news thing. Yeah, and again, the only issue with with Facebook is uh, we as the users, because it's a free service, 
we are the commodity that they're selling. Yeah. They're, they're selling our user base to advertisers and you know, it's so are, do they, do they go to news sources and be like, Hey, if you pay us the most, you will make sure, you know, we've tried to advertise this show on Facebook. We know how their, their business model works, you know? Uh, so anyway, let me face 10 bucks for a thousand people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, so yeah, I, I, I do feel that there's, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, please. After you, please. Well, I was, I was about to wrap it up. But if you if you have something else important to say, no, I just please say I, it. All I'm gonna say is that I'm angry as hell, and I'm not gonna take it anymore. <laughs> uh, network, network. Good. You know, I watched I watched Network on an airplane. Uh, I think it was a flight to Korea. Oh, yeah. Weird. So I think <laughs> I watched I watched like I watched I watched like four movies because it's a super long flight. Um, but yeah, that's. I just I automatically tie that movie into sitting in coach and watching on a small screen on the back of a seat in front of me. Yeah, everything about network. Yeah. Oh, God, it's just so. If you guys haven't seen Network, you need to go see it, or you don't need to go see it. You need to rent it or find it. And 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 once you... no, I say hold out for it playing in a theater near you. <laughs> it's gonna happen. If you haven't seen it, then. You when you actually do watch it, because you're going to after this episode, clearly you are going to see how scarily accurate it is to today. And this is made, this is made in the seventies before the 24 hour news cycle was even a thing yet. It's, it's scary, scarily prescient. Um, yeah. Check it out. Big words. Good job. Thanks. Uh, yeah. And so, Check out that movie. Check out Spotlight if you haven't seen it because it won a bunch of Academy Awards. Uh, and Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. I've been, it's, I've been it's trying, still on the list. I've been trying to talk about Nightcrawler with you since since Oscars year one, pretty much. Yeah, I I, I almost watched it last night. Uh, I got real close to almost watching it last night. Uh, uh, all right, moving forward. Just make sure that if you're sharing a news story on social media, uh, maybe make sure it's genuine. Just that's all I'm saying. Just like us, I, we implore you to do that. Yeah, share us. On the other hand, <laughs> this podcast, you need not <laughs> fact check us at all. Just go right out and share this on all of your social media sites. Uh, make sure that you follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Apathetic Enthusiasm Show. We are over on Twitter at Apathusiast, on Instagram at apathetic underscore enthusiasm. All of our links to all of our shows, past episodes, blogs, videos, uh, all of that's over at apatheticenthusiasm.com. You can share that site with your friends and loved ones on your favorite social media sites. And, uh, you know, over Thanksgiving, maybe maybe you've got a long weekend, maybe you're doing some traveling. Uh, why not subscribe to the show download some of the old episodes that maybe you've missed and uh fire those up while you're while you're out to see your loved ones or maybe if you're trying to actively avoid having discussions with them just throw your headphones on and uh listen to the podcast <laughs> uh yeah ab- absolutely travis um i, I want to thank everybody for for listening for sharing for giving us those all those hundreds of five-star reviews 
<laughs> and uh yeah and, and tuning in each and every week so so thank you and, and we hope you tune in next week as well yeah we i i gotta i gotta come up with an episode before you go camping otherwise it's gonna be very difficult to record it uh well i'm only i'm only camping th- uh wednesday through friday so i'll be back for the weekend ah all right well we'll be all set then <laughs> uh well then until next week i'm travis and i am brandon Thank you so much for listening. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. At least the Americans. This, this <laughs> Justin. Happy Thanksgiving for America. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.